1994 or something. Or 1995. It was like when Schumacher won like his first world championship. <laughs> like imagine they had it for like Schumacher's year. You've been Googling dates before <laughs> coming on here. I ain't stupid. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Pit, Pit Stop, Stop Podcast. <laughs> We're still fourth in the charts somehow. I love that sync work, by the way. Thanks yeah. for saying that at the same time as me. Not planned. No, not planned at all. We never really know who's doing the intro. One of us just shouts something into the mic. But today we did it together. We're fully synchronised. Fully synchronised. We're, like we're a well-oiled machine by now. <laughs> Fourth in the charts, baby! Fourth in the charts! Still. For weeks. How are we doing this? No idea. It's absolutely unbelievable. And Drive to Survive is here. And as you guys know, we are big Drive to Survive fans, so we will be talking about it throughout this episode. We will try not to give too many spoilers. But Fab, we've just watched our first episodes of Drive to Survive, the new season. We've been away this weekend. What were your thoughts after watching it? The main thing... I realised straight away, because as everyone probably knows by now, we joined halfway through last season. Yeah. So watching the first three episodes was actually really exciting. I mean, I suppose it is for everyone, but for us, it was like, wow, because we kind of didn't know a lot of the stuff that happened. Yeah. And it also brought a lot of things into perspective. Like we realised a lot of things, a lot more stuff made sense. Um, we're only two, three episodes in, so we, we don't know loads, but we've never watched a season before where we've watched the races first because we've only just got into it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. now we're watching like a roundup of something we actually understand. But before we didn't even know what was going on kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it would be cool like once we get through the, the drive to survive season and we'll start picking up again where we left off when we started because it was the American race that we yeah. started watching, right? So to see that would be cool. But the main thing that I noticed was, um, was the kind of like a... Don't know if it's a rivalry, but like the friction between Daniel Ricardo and Lando Norris at the start of last season. I never expected that, and I never really thought that Ricardo was even that unhappy. To be honest, I never realised that that was him doing bad. It's the first time we've watched no. it. I kind of expected that's just where Ricardo finishes. So you genuinely don't know. We have such a different perspective watching it. Um, but yeah, there's some rivalries all sorts of things going on and obviously we're aware some people don't like drive to survive some people don't like the way it's edited but i feel like we should talk about that in this episode we should talk about drive to survive in a whole because it has become a bit of an entertainment show but it is still completely about the race oh complete complete entertainment but i mean all it's doing is showing you the entertainment that's going on around sport. Like, it's not just about the race anymore. It's about think, everything either side of the race. Yeah, and there seems to be this like conspiracy that stuff's made up for Drive to Survive. But what you've got to think about is if they had this back in like 1994 or something, or 1995, it was like when Schumacher won like, his first world championship. <laughs> like Imagine they had it for like Schumacher's year. You've been Googling dates before <laughs> coming on here. I ain't stupid. <laughs> You, you always come to a, a fresh episode of the podcast with some like unheard of dates that you know that I'll know nothing about. First World Championship 1994, last World Championship 2004. Wow. I did Google it. I didn't want to look fucking stupid this hey, week. Hey, I wanted a fact. Google is a very amazing thing. Yeah, I wanted to give them a fact this week and they got it. Imagine they had Drive to Survive then. It would be exactly the same. It would still be... All of the same stuff happening, you've just never seen it before. And that's I feel it. like that's the adjustment period for loads of different fans, is seeing a side that they have never seen. But it is just 
been taken over because now social and online content has got so big that it's become this phenomenon. So you're seeing more than you normally would. But it's interesting talking about the rivalries because you you seem to think that Leclerc and Sainz look like they're like blood brothers. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. like that blood brothers for yeah, Aaron? They're actually related, distant relations, half brothers. Do you think they're going to absolutely smash it this season? Yes. Every time you look at them, you just think, wow, they're going to kill it. Absolutely. This ties in with our constructor predictions, which we'll be doing again at the end of the potty. Uh, but no, I do think Ferrari, look, I've said it a, a, a million times now, Ferrari are going to dominate in 2022. And after watching that episode of Drive to Survive, where it follows Carlos and Leclerc, I think it was episode two or something, they're like the same age, roughly, you know, they're into the same kinds of stuff. They've got a lot that they can relate with each other. Mm. So I feel like, you know, Ferrari, they're Italian. Italians are all about family. I think these two drivers, if, they, if they've built their relationship last year and now they're like a lot closer, um, I think it's going to do wonders for the team. I think it will bring the team together. They'll work together more coherently. I just think it's going to be a better vibe. It's crazy because you see it the same as me. I... My predictions have changed where I think everything's going to happen. Ferrari are moving up for me. I think they're going to be amazing this year, yeah, like 100%. Glad you, glad you agree. But there's a bit of me that can't quite grasp Leclerc and Sainz as mates. And I say that because they've spent the season together where they've competed for pretty much the same places on the grid, just making sure they beat McLaren. They kind of accepted pretty early last season. That's what they were doing their first year together. I look at that and I think if Ferrari are as good as you say they're going to be and they're both competing for that victory every week, you might see two completely different teammates because they're not going to be battling to get fifth or sixth or fourth. If they were battling for first and second every week, you could get two people that look like they love each other because they're comfortable instantly hating each other. If something goes wrong, one clash, you know, they get, they've been put together by the team. They're not actually best mates out of the race. Well, that's why this year is gonna. This year could be. Do you know what I mean? It could line up to be another amazing year because of stuff like that. Because of stuff that you've just said. It does make it very difficult when you watch things like Drive to Survive and then you see them on race day. It's hard to sometimes tell, you know, who loves who. It seems like all the drivers are mates, but like at the end of the day, they all want to be world champion, and there mm. can only be one of them. Mm -hmm. They don't pick who their teammate is. They get put with a random person half the time. So. Yeah, and going back to, to Ricardo and Lando, like seeing that friction between them. My God. Because like, from what I understand, they got Ricardo on, because he was an a, amazing driver with Renault. Um, and they brought him in as like sort of their star driver. They And they thought he was going to smash it straight out of the gate. And Lando was like beating him. Yeah, and that's what actually brought me to the point of what I just said about Leclerc. Because when he said... It showed the rivalry between two people at the same team. Lando literally turns around on the thing and says no driver on the grid would have sympathy for another driver. No. Even true, if that's though. your teammate. Though. It's true. It's true. But Because they're out there to win. I was going to say, do you think it's the same with football? But no, definitely probably not. Because they are working as a team together, 11 men. Yeah, I think I just want to quickly add before I completely get off topic. In that Drive to Survive clip, it's very over-dramatised when Lando says, when they're joking and it's that serious meeting, the music makes it so serious. I do feel like Netflix makes everything seem a lot more serious than oh, it is. At the end of the day, to. it's you just two to. mates. Sat they're, they're probably just two guys at work together having a laugh, beefing each other. But with the music and everything, the entertainment, mm. we'll get into that. But yeah, I do think it is a bit like football. 
But like you say, in football, you've got a team of, you know, 11 players and the whole squad, 25 of you, and I mean, a manager. these guys do still work together as as a team. Like we saw, um, again, same the same drivers because Lando was winning all these races. He was stuck behind Ricardo at one point. I think it was Imola. Mm. Probably wrong. And <laughs> they were radioing into Ricardo saying, like, let Lando through. And do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's, he's quicker. Stop holding him up, basically. Let him go through. That shit's cool. I think you can you can go either way with it. Yeah, I just think same with Hamilton and Bottas. I just think it's never going to be easy to judge the mindset of how friendly these teammates are. The best way to put it out there is everyone's trying to win. Uh, obviously, there's a strategy, and sometimes you have to let people through and work together. That that's always going to happen because it's great for the team and the constructors. But when it comes down to one on one, I truly believe that if the Ferrari is popping this year. That Leclerc signs could go from teammates to just a battle. Yeah. Which could be really interesting. I, I think from what Will said, that would be a bit like Lewis and Nico Rosberg. But I never actually watched it. So no. I'm just quoting what Will said. Open it right. Cheers, Will. Some of what you said went in. The, what? Some of what he said like went in. Yeah, some of it. Doesn't stick around for very long. Or it's just kind of rattling around in the back of my brain. He's literally taught All this us so loose much. Information. And in an hour, I'm like, what bits did I take in? I know. But it's amazing, actually, um, like having done that that podcast with him, and then now seeing seeing him on the TV. Oh, like he's it's so incredible. he's so good. I feel like they featured him more in this series than the last one. Yeah, he's just good at. He's just. I mean, I suppose he's good at his job talking. He's also been all over the practice this weekend in Bahrain. Uh, we've been in the studio. Fab's been making music, so that's why we haven't been watching anything. But I've been watching practice as much as I can. Fab doesn't really know much about the practice, so we're going to summarise it, talk about it a little bit. Hit me. But he doesn't know about the fastest laps, like who did the fastest times throughout the whole weekend. Um, oh, Gasly. Gasly did a, a fast lap. He Not anymore. He was oh. He was at one point. Obviously, they can do it. Gasly did quite a lot of laps this weekend, but he did boss it. But like the times that come out of practice this week were crazy. Obviously, the car going out isn't going to be the car on the first day. Like This doesn't mean they're going to be not at the top if a team's not there but it does look like mercedes are struggling and even though they say this at the beginning of every year (laughs) apparently apparently they always are someone's going to beat us you know they love doing tactics in it when you look at that car and you look how much it's bumping around and you look at them spinning out it just what do they look great what do they call it porpoising or something this year yeah i didn't really get that so that's just when the car Goes up and down loads. Yeah, in slow mo, looks Do you like you feel like that's the new dimension of the car. They haven't quite got right yet, and it will get better throughout the season. I think it's because they're too low, so they have to raise them up to stop that happening. So apparently, the FIA took out the suspension they needed. There was like a suspension that would be perfect for this car, I think. But they made them remove it because apparently it broke the rules. So that's another reason why they're so like that. Wow. So I don't really know, but yeah, the times that came in was Max Verstappen got the the whole, the fastest time by quite a long way as well, by like nearly, uh, I don't know, like half a second. What was the time? 1.31.7.20. See, I only get 1.33 on the game. Bear in mind this is... <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, let that sink in for me. I'm, only, I'm two seconds behind Verstappen. Well, so you think if you get in that Red Bull right now, you go to that garage and just get in, you could do that lap at yeah. 1.33. Because yeah, you'd laps. be quicker in real life than on a, few, a controller. A few laps. You'd be much quicker in real life. 
Do you I think? know you. I've seen you drive. You see me driving. You. <laughs> dangerous fucking driver. <laughs> I am not a dangerous driver. I am a bloody good driver. You are a good driver. Yeah, Max Verstappen, <laughs> fastest. Second fastest, Mick Schumacher. Oh, uh, do you know what? I did see that somewhere on the internet. On Third, the internet. Charles Leclerc. Fourth, Fernando Alonso. Fifth, George Russell. Sorry, say that again. Fernando Alonso. Yeah, where? where? Four. Alonso. <laughs> practice, Four. mate. You ain't going to get sick for it. But imagine, imagine. <laughs> Look, you keep throwing out this shit George on Russell. Me. Russell. George Russell. <laughs> George Russell. Why can fifth. we never talk when we come on this podcast? I don't know. Like, when we talk in real life, we can We're just fine. talk normally. <laughs> We're still learning. We're new to this podcasting thing. We're yeah. doing as good as we can. George Russell, fifth. Valerie Bottas, sixth. Mm. No Hamilton yet. Sonoda, seventh. Perez, eighth. Norris, ninth. Magnussen, tenth. Kevin Magnussen's back. Magnussen is back. You love Kevin Magnussen, don't you? What's been your highlight of him in his previous racing career? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rejoining Haas in 2022, probably. That's all I know. He's had 120 races in his F1 career. Really? Who with? (laughs) A Haas. We literally watched it. He was the guy. I think it was his car that had the wheel put on, you know, when both has cars. No. It it was. That was him. He come back. He's made the ultimate return to So he left halfway through last year. I mean, yeah, he left at the end of last season. He got replaced. And then he's now come back. He was in the, well, not at the end of last season because they had Mazepin Schumacher before that. What was he doing in between then? He's e driving. I think he went to Formula E or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Or IndyCar or something. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what one it was. But yeah, he's had 120 races in F1. He's only ever had one podium and he's registered 35 points. But yeah, Haas getting a great time. It looks like they're going into a season with a good car. It's going to be really interesting. Like I said, these times aren't going to be what is going to happen in qualifying, which what is was why the, we're um, going to give you our constructors' predictions today. I, I want to know the difference between some of the lap times. Like, I mean, what's the margins? So Verstappen was one three one seven twenty, and Magnussen was one three three two oh seven. So there's two seconds. And Magnussen was tenth. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, two seconds. That's that's still not not a lot. But Hamilton's not even in the top ten, and George Russell. <laughs> George Russell was fifth. <laughs> Do you think it's the car? Do you think Hamilton's doing this deliberately? Uh, could be. Could, could be. be a game plan. You he don't knows know. He can slap it. So Honestly, he just acts like he's got a shit car for a bit. I think going in. I think last year was so crazy, right? But I think going into this year, the sport's blown up. The teams are going to know it. There's going to be a whole new set of tactics going into this year. Mm. Obviously. Hamilton should have won last year and he didn't. So there's going to be even more tactics and do you know what I mean? Like fear mongering, trying to scare the other team or True. just fake it out or something. I don't know, but ah, it's made me so excited. This time next week, we're filming this on the Sunday. It's going live on the Monday. Oh yeah. If you haven't yet followed us, please do follow the podcast and give it five stars. But this next, this time next week, first race can not wait. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, yeah, before we go completely off the Netflix talk, what the fuck is a pumpernickel? Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Do his whole order. Do his whole order. I, ca- uh, so, I can't do it. Yeah, I'd pumpernickel, like, but I'd like, like a two, cookie. I'd like two eggs um, cooked sunny side up with pump- two slices of pumpernickel. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like it. What does he sound like? I want 
That's Gunther. I can't do any accents. Yeah. I like a little bit of salt and pepper and a latte with with lactose-free milk. <laughs> but what is a pumpernickel? It's, uh, it's like German bread. Makes me laugh how Netflix are focusing on that. They keep, Sounds like a vegetable, it. doesn't it? Probably I'm just thinking of a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> we found out who the guy was from the oh, event. Oh, the guy. We found out who the guy was. It was not as exciting as UF1 fans hoped. It's exci- I, it was exciting it was, for me. It was really exciting for Fab. So just to go back to last podcast, I think we mentioned that at the event that we were at, there was a guy wearing a skin-tight leather jacket. Perfect white hair. Perfect white hair, crystal blue eyes, tanned, handsome beautiful, bloke. Beautiful, man. Handsome bloke. This just got a little bit weird. Yeah, it did get a bit weird. But, yeah, we kind of, we knew he was probably someone important, but couldn't really decide who or why he was there. And then I found out through a mutual friend that he was, um, he's the guy who puts on the Isle of Wight Festival. And that's very good for Fab because he makes music. Yeah. So hopefully you'll but get not to so, meet him again. Not so good that I didn't talk to him. <laughs> not so good that you didn't talk to him. Oh, well. So with us being one week away from the season, we thought we would have to bring you our constructors' predictions. The same way we brought you the drivers, we're going to just bring you our list of 10 of how we think the constructors is going to finish this season. Maybe give a little outline of why we think that. And have you done yours off? I guess you haven't really done yours off like how they've been practicing. You've just done it over what you actually think because you didn't watch practice. Yeah, I just want to go out and, as a disclaimer say that there is n- absolutely no correlation between my constructor's predictions and my driver's predictions. Well, how does that work? Because the drivers <laughs> were the drivers for that team. I just don't want people to, to get in the comments and say, why does he think that Ferrari got to win? Do you know what I mean? So basically what just you're saying accept- is you've realised you fucked up one of them. Yeah, probably the last one. <laughs> probably the last one. No, I'm with you. My constructor's looks... A bit different, but it could still work with my driver's position. See, I think because there's only 10 teams, it's easier to pick. Mm-hmm. Because we were picking our top 10 last time, so there's 10 drivers that you can't even include, whereas we're including every team here. So I feel like we're going to have a better match this time. Do you? Yeah, I do. Well, I have no idea what Fab has done, and we'll just do it like we did last time. What did you do for 10? 10th. Has. Interesting. Oh, my God. This is where it's going to get really interesting. I've gone Williams. Um, I've gone Williams because it's Alex Albon and Latifi. I'm not mad behind Latifi. I don't think he's going to get many points this season. And I think Alex Albon's got a real battle on his hands to to get to grips with the other young people on the track, just to be completely honest. I I don't know how they're going to find it. I don't think it's the quickest car. I could be completely wrong. But I've gone for a gamble here. I feel like this season's going to be like one like no other. And I just feel like so many teams are going to be close. So I think we're going to see a lot of different winners this year. See, I actually can't I can't give you any lowdown on how I think Alex Albon's going to perform this year. I really don't. I think no there's, so many, there's so many factors involved. Mm. Been away for a bit. New team. It's a lot. New regulations. New regulations. New yep. What have you done for ninth? Williams. I've gone Alfa Romeo, which is difficult when I've said Bottas is going to win a race, but I just feel like that that might be like their uh, only yeah. chance. So you were rinsing me earlier. I know it was you who's made no, the bad predictions. 
I struggle with Alfa Romeo. The car's so slow. And Zoe's new. And Bottas is probably going to figure out that his car's so slow really quick. How did Zoe do in testing? I don't know. I can only see top 10. I can't see him. Okay, so not that good then. That was a complete fucking lie. He came... No, he didn't. Valtteri Bottas came sixth. Okay. That's like overall time. I can't see Zoe. Not bad. I just think Valtteri might get a bit fed up with that car after going from Mercedes. I don't know, but I think that's quite a hard transition going from the fastest car on the grid to... Anyway, yeah. Uh, eighth? Aston Martin. I've also got Aston Martin at eighth. I think okay. that's a good place for him. I think Vettel will get points. Um, I think Lance Stroll might get a couple. But we've both put Vettel really highly rated in our drivers. Yeah. So that's probably Vettel's why we've got him there. <clears throat> Vettel's a goat. Vettel official. At six? Uh, Alpine. Alpine. Yep. Why did it take me? I've got Alpine <laughs> as well. Read it. Alpine. I've got Alpine as well. At five? Hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, so Alf- I had Alfa Romeo at seven. I didn't say that. I said Aston Martin. <laughs> so Aston Martin's at eight. Yeah. Alfa Romeo at seven. We skipped seven. Oh, okay, cool. I got Aston Martin then Alpine. Okay, so Alpine, I've got a sixth. Okay, fair enough. Who did you have? Oh, don't you even say it. Haas. Okay. At sixth? I think they have an amazing team this year. I think it's gone from them looking like they haven't got a lot, but I actually feel like that, that Mazepin swap out has done wonders. Like they've, their team looks pumped. Can you Magnuson's imagine? Back. I've seen everything online. It's exciting. Can you them. imagine Magnussen just taking it for Haas this year? I, I think Mick. I think Mick's going to be fire. If their car is any good, we have no idea if their car's any good. I'm gambling on the fact they're a lot more advanced than they've let up. I've seen everything they've posted online and all their socials. They're posting a lot about the new season. Like, maybe they know they've got something. I'd love to know how much of an effect, and if it will, the fact that their main sponsor is now gone, how much that's going to affect their year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the financials work. We'll have to find out about that. And Must see, be like, pre-season, right? Yeah. Well, maybe Magnuson brings in quite a lot of sponsors with him as well. So maybe that's like how they do it. Possibly. What about fifth? Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri, I've got them as well. Fourth? I think, I think fifth's about right. Fourth, I've got McLaren. Yep, same. Oh, now we're into the tail end. Now we're into the top. This is where I could be completely wrong, but I'm gambling on the fact that I believe this season is going to be open for anyone. So I've done the order in what I am predicting. I think now we're in the top three. Just give me your top three from one, two, three, and I'll give you mine afterwards. In third place... I've put Mercedes. In second place, I've put Ferrari. And in first place, I've put Red Bull. Smart. What's yours? Smart. In third place, Mercedes. Wow, we both third placed them. Mm. You've just done second place Ferrari. Second place, Red Bull. And at the top is the mighty Ferrari! <laughs> because they're going to win. 2022, the mighty Reds are winning. I just think it's going to be open for anyone. We'd love to know what you guys um, think to our predictions. Our Instagram is at pitstop and our TikTok is at pitstop. So make sure you give us a comment. Let us know what you think. Mm. And let's see who's closer. However, we're pretty, pretty that was, close. That was quite the good. fact we've both got Mercedes third is crazy. So we kind of got a little plan to 
film ourselves watching these races, right? Yeah. That'd be cool. Let us know if you guys would think that'd be cool or not, but... Before the season, we're going to we put do. out on our Instagram graphics of all the predictions we've made, and me and Fab will be scored on points, so you guys can keep up to date with who's doing the best. But it's been a great week for Formula One. I've been trying to follow everything as much as we can. It's been really busy for us. But one thing I really like that came out this week is uh, Oscar Piastri. Did you see that? He's now McLaren's reserve driver. Alpine have said that if McLaren need him, they can have him. You know, the F2 driver from last season, the winner. So find that really interesting. I'm looking at that a little bit and thinking, are McLaren planning on getting Piastri in with Norris for Ricardo? Same with Giovinazzi and <clears throat> Haas, isn't it? I feel like there's a plan by McLaren there to get Piastri in and have Piastri and Norris as teammates. I really do think that. Why? It's Ricardo. I don't know how much longer McLaren are going to bank on Ricardo, unless it's a big season for him. Again, I think it's up in the air with, with Ricardo. I don't think you can look at last season and, and say that's who he is. I think he's an amazing driver. He is an amazing driver. And I don't know what happened last year because I'm not deep enough into Drive to Survive yet. But <laughs> as soon as we find out, which will be before the next pod, then I'll give you my actual lowdown on Ricardo. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I just really like the fact that Alpine have said, you know, he's yours if you want him. That's great. Um, Lewis Hamilton came out and said, at the moment, I don't think we will be competing for wins. That sounds like something Lewis Hamilton would do before a season. So, what do you make of that? Do you think Mercedes will be competing for wins? I think it's all a bluff. All a bluff. I think he's trying to say that their car isn't quick enough, good enough, when really they just haven't hit that little turbo boost button. Yeah, I under the seat. Agree. Under the seat. Almost certainly. That's but... where they. That's where it is. <laughs> in an F1 car. You reckon they know exactly what they're doing, waiting to hit that button? It's just yeah, just under the seat. There's a little red button you press. It's called turbo. Boost. Don't start telling people this shit because we've got new fans as well. They probably don't even know. There's probably people who think watching this. Do you know? Is there? Do you know? I if I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure there was. See. <laughs> See. So it, could be, so, it could, so it could be true. <laughs> All you did in the last episode was film with a bullshit. I would have won that question time so easy if you didn't get me mixed up with them two races, Spa and Russia. My fault, and my fault that you was. got the question wrong, is it? My fault that you got the question wrong, is it? Okay, I'll take the blame for that. I'll do it. Because I'm a good friend. <laughs> As you guys know, throughout these episodes, we have been giving you our overall predictions for the season. We'll remind you what they are the race just before. Have you got a prediction for today? Have you got your fourth prediction? We need to give our final one next week. All right, let me get it up. We did these lists ages ago, so some of them may have changed, and they have to be quite ruthless. Uh, we will remind you all what they are before the season, and hopefully some of us get some right. You got one for today? <sighs> yeah. Go on then. Haas are going to have a two-minute pit stop. <laughs> How? What? Why would that happen? Something's gonna go wrong. What? So you're you're telling me the <laughs> that is crazy. Your mm. predictions are like you can see into the future. I know. Imagine just, some of this shit so happens. Accurate, they? Imagine it happens. It'd be unbelievable. Do you, uh, do you think? Do you think it could happen? Yeah, definitely. I think it could happen with anyone on the grid. It's a technical error, right? So you're telling me the time will just say two minutes. No, they'll just be sat there. No, as in, like, they'll have a pit stop where they'll be in for, like, two minutes because something's gone horrendously wrong, like they've put another tyre on wrong or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're saying that it's gonna, they're going to be sat there for two minutes. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were saying they're going to have a two-second pit stop. 
in my head. Confusing minutes and seconds. Two minutes. That's. I didn't even think about that prediction. That is stupid. (laughs) That is really stupid stupid prediction. You've blown that. (laughs) My prediction's coming a bit from Drive to Survive. And I've gone for Leclerc to win Monaco this year. Oh, really? Just got a feeling. I saw it in his eyes when we watched that episode of him at Monaco. And the fact that he crashed out in qualifying after getting the fastest lap, had pole, didn't even get to race. Chaos, mate. He will be desperate to get back there. I think the Ferrari's going to be quick. I think a lot of people listening and watching at home are probably going into this new season thinking Mercedes are probably hiding back what they got. Red Bull are going to be quick. Ferrari are going to be quick but it might just be a Mercedes runaway show. I don't think we're hey, going to see a Mercedes runaway here. McLaren are also meant to be quick this year. Are they? Yeah. They also got something up their sleeve. <laughs> you always say this. You're like, I got secret information. I got secret Mate, You haven't got anything. I do. What? I do. No, I read it somewhere. <laughs> Go on then. What did you read? I read that not other, not just Ferrari. McLaren are also ones to watch this year because they reckon they've got something up their sleeve. That's what I hear. Uh, on the grapevine. Who's the one who hasn't got the trick up their sleeve? The one whose brakes set on fire? Latifi. Who's he driving for? Alpine. Williams. Alpine. No, Williams. <laughs> Williams. <laughs> yeah, I always answer so confidently. I'm so, so confidently. His brakes caught on fire. Yeah, that was mad. There was some crazy things that happened at testing. Perez spun out. I think Hamilton went wide. Might have spun as well. There's quite a few little moments. I think it's a different car to get used to. There's a lot of different things on this car. But it does make the season so exciting. Do you reckon these cars have got horn? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. We'll be back on Thursday for our race thoughts before the first race of the season. Season. If you... Ha- <laughs> I've got this, right? Russell. <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you haven't yet followed us, please do hit that follow button. And if you can rate the pod star, pod star, if you can rate the podcast five stars, that'd be amazing. Thank you, you very have much already. for being here. Yeah, what? How many five stars have we got, by the way? Uh, loads, mate. Loads. There's loads. There's loads. like 500 of them. And it dropped down to 4.9. Yeah. And you was texting me when I was in my bedroom. Bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what is going on? I thought, oh no, this is it. The podcast's gone to shit. No one likes it. He says, oh, we've dropped to 4.9 stars. I was like, oh mate, that mate, I'm devastated. That by ain't that, that bad. I and then it's gone us back to up. Be pristine, perfect, nothing but poles. Well, it is now. It is now. We're pole position, baby. We are. Thank you very much for that. You guys were awesome. We will be back on Thursday, and then we'll be bringing you our race after race. We film on Sundays, so you, every Monday you're gonna get our after race watch we're gonna be like the the hub for like after race bullshit <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> we're Not gonna go watch it and then we're gonna run straight back in here <laughs> and film ourselves reacting to everything that's just happened for mondays but we'll be we'll be here on thursday thank you very much for joining us and yeah we're fourth in the chart still it's unbelievable thank you very much thank you guys and girls thank you signing out signing out bye-bye Powered by Spirit Studios.